a few weeks back when I was quote-unquote snubbed by the Academy. It reminded me when I briefly attended high school and was overlooked for the coveted yearbook superlative category, Best Looking. <laughs> that accolade was given to a jean jacket wearing featherhead douchebag by the name of Skipper Jenkins. But my classmates did honor me with the allegedly less prestigious designation of Best Personality. And tonight, as I look around this room, I realize the Independent Spirit Awards are the best personality awards of Hollywood. <laughs> so, <laughs> let all those feathered haired douchebag motherfuckers get their Oscars tomorrow night. Their handsome good looks will fade in time. <laughs> While our independent personalities will shine on forever. With Nerd is the New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, aka the Finger Fisherman, uh, with my co host. Uh, this is Eli the Boobs. Oh, man. I thought you were going to be like the spirit of birds of prey and call yourself like Daddy's Little Monster or something, you know? Oh, shit. <laughs> no, not that. I'm not, uh, not that witty this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eli's under the war- uh, weather listeners. So, what we're going to do is we're going to raise a fundraiser and we're going to get him like a Winter Soldier arm. You know, or like cable or something. Actually, it's a leg. I need a leg. <laughs> we need a leg. Who got a leg in comics? No, no. Everybody gets arms. Nobody ever gets legs. Yeah, think, oh, yeah. those Darth Maul legs in, in the Clone Wars. There you go, spider <laughs> legs. You can't get regular legs. You got to like spider legs and shit. <laughs> like get eight of them or a tank. Yeah, rocket raccoon. Get rocket raccoon to get me a leg. There you go. <laughs> I want that guy's leg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but uh, and Eli, I want to thank you for actually advertising our merch because for some reason we never do that, and you actually did uh, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, that that hoodie came in the mail. I'm still waiting on the Geek Savs. Yeah. Indian time as always, late. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, so but, you got uh, yeah, CP time also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, yeah, the, the I the comic book bullies hoodie came in and it's 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 quite nice. A nice quality hoodie. Yeah, got it. Um, got I'm up it. In uh, you, you, basically you like our fashion model for right now, so I'm like cool. Yeah. yeah. I was actually uh, I, I posted on, you know, in my Facebook stories and I was getting all kind of reactions and stuff from it. So uh yeah, one of our female listeners wanted to say, "Hey, Eli, it was the first time seeing you." So, well, hey, <laughs> <laughs> our female listeners' reviews just went up just because of just because of the uh, comic bullies hoodie. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that being said, can we move on to the to the sad stuff now? I guess uh, it's sad. Yeah. So we had another celebrity death, which I was actually kind of shocked about. Uh, Kirk Douglas. Yeah, I didn't even know he was still alive. I didn't even know he was still alive. That's the thing. It was, <laughs> I hate How old to be was he? Like, like one hundred and twenty. One hundred twenty-seven years old. Yeah, like what the fuck, man? <laughs> this dude's old as fuck, man. He's like Yoda old, <laughs> right? I'm like, there's no way Kirk Douglas can still be alive. I only knew he was alive because something he did like last year, and I'm like, what the hell? How is he still alive? But yeah, this is Kirk Douglas. Uh, 
like I said, we're old enough to know who he is. I'm pretty sure nobody, you know, born after 1990 or 2000 knows who Kirk Douglas is. But yeah, yeah. he was from famous from Spartacus. You know, mm-hmm. kinds of glory. Uh, here's the thing: when I always picture Captain America in my head, it was always Kirk Douglas. You know, before <laughs> Chris Evans and all, and the Salinger kid and stuff like that, it was always I Kirk, suppose he because yeah. the chin. Yeah, and he the head has the best chin in Hollywood. <laughs> Yeah. So that's my thing. Yeah. Well, he's uh, Michael Douglas's dad. If anybody who knows Michael's stuff, Michael Douglas. Is. Now it's getting to the point where <laughs> they might not know who Michael Douglas is. Yeah, because that <laughs> motherfucker's old. Right. He's know? old as shit. Yeah. He, he's Hank Pym in Ant Man movies, but. Yeah, he's Hank Pym. So, yeah. yeah. No one, no, no one's seen Romance in the Stone. Romance in the Stone, night. Disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. Black Rain. Black Rain. Yeah. <laughs> Black Rain was my shit. That was a good movie. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Falling Down. <laughs> He Falling was Joker down, before right. Joker. Falling down, yes, yeah, the the Joker of our of our youth, of our, right, of our generation, right. Yeah, <laughs> and he didn't um, win a fucking Oscar, but that's cool. Yeah. yeah so that being said, let's let's talk about the Oscars real quickly, okay? Uh, Eli, you got a chance to look at it. I honestly, I didn't bother looking at it. I don't, Black Panther wasn't there, so I don't give a shit anymore. So, uh, but what'd you think about the ceremonies and stuff? Um, I thought, you know, thought it was cool that Joaquin won and his, I, I must admit his speech was quite moving. I didn't um, see it, but I know I saw a lot of people posting it. Yeah. Uh, he won best actor for Joker. So that legitimizes comic book movies, you know, they're as real cinema, even though they rip off Martin Scorsese, but <laughs> well, that's cool. You want to be considered a movie, rip off a, a movie. <laughs> yeah. But Parasite won best picture, which is surprising. Isn't it um, a Netflix movie? No, it's that Korean movie. The guy I, mean, I know Snow it's a Korean movie, but I, I thought it was on Netflix for some reason. But yeah, no, no, it was in the theater. Um, yeah. I've seen it. I, it's cool. Um, it's not my favorite movie of the year, but it's good. It's a good flick. Um, definitely made me think. But uh, uh, but no one expected that. That was just surprise. Everyone thought like it was going to be 1917 because that's what that's the one that won all the Golden Globes and shit. So right, it was it was kind of a like what the fuck parasite, you know. <laughs> um, so I, I guess I don't know. Is the the Oscars? I think we still give them too much credit. I still don't like what they did. Eminem know. was on there. Who? Eminem surprise performance by Eminem. Yeah. What, what was the big? I mean, why? I mean, I mean, I know he did. You know, lose yourself, but why was he there? And... I I I guess there was something about uh, music and movies. They were celebrating like songs and movies. So did like uh, a bunch of people show up? It was just Eminem. Uh, no, it was just him, but they were just, there was like a clip. They played a bunch of like songs, famous songs that you associate with movies, you know, like, um, uh, like the, the dirty dancing song, you know, those, those original songs that, you know, when you hear, oh, that's from that movie. And then he played lose yourself. Okay. So I, I just remember mom's people went off. So, yeah. yeah. It's just weird. They made a big deal about it. Oh, even him showed up. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Uh, I mean, I didn't shit. expect it, but I didn't think it was like a newsworthy thing. Like, hey, he's a musical artist. He did a song. That's like, okay. He showed up and did his job, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. whatever. Um, Like I said, the Oscar just rubbed me the wrong way because of the, the p- choice they were picking. Not the Oscar so white and the Oscar so male and the Oscar so fish person and stuff like that. Just the fact that if, uh, what they did to Adam Sandler this year, that was wrong. 
Okay. Yeah, just a thing that now, not to say that Adam Sandler had a chance of winning, because like I said, Joaquin Phoenix is going to take the thing and just run away with it. But Adam Sandler won all these awards everywhere else, you know, for, for Uncut Gems. And they actually made an official statement with the Oscars said, yeah, we didn't even nominate him because he's Adam Sandler. I'm like, that's, that's not right, man. I mean, you don't nominate a guy that actually did his job, did a pretty good job, just because you don't like the guy? Like, come on, man. You got to do better than that. So, I don't know. It just seemed like a big popularity contest, so. Well, yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, that's that's just what it is. <laughs> it's an awards show. Everybody's just jerking themselves off in a circle, so whatever. Uh, let me say, you can actually move into the podcast. I mean, the actual episode of the podcast, what we came to talk about. Sure. Let's do it. I to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah, we hit all the main points on there. We did pretty good, just like. All right. Uh, and yeah, let's start off with the box office numbers and give it to me, Eli. What is the number one movie of the week? The it's got to be Birds of Prey. You're not gonna say the whole thing. Well, I heard they changed the name. Isn't it Birds of Prey? Harley Quinn. Is that a thing, or, or is there just something some asshole on Twitter just said just to make up, and everybody just ran with it? Like, is this something Harley, like Harley Quinn and the covered? Birds of Prey? What, what, what's it called? Well, it's called okay. I got it written in front of me because I'm, I'm gonna say this one time and I'm not gonna say it again because I'm gonna forget it after that. Uh, Birds of Prey and the fat and tabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? Yeah. You know what? I actually saw an interview on Margot Robbie and the reason she's the one that came up with the title. And the reason oh, she came up with the title because of these fucking Australians think that having long ass titles is funny. Okay. It's not funny. No. Leave that <laughs> shit wherever the fuck, you know, down under. Uh, that being said, we'll, we'll come back to Birds of Prey. Number two, uh, Bad Boys for Life. So finally drop down to number two. Uh, nine, number three, 1917. Number four, Doolittle. Number five, Jumanji, The Next Level. Number six, The Gentleman. Number seven, Gretel and Hansel. Number eight, Little Little Women. Oh, the first one was Gentleman, Other Little Women. Okay. Number nine, Star Wars Episode Nine. Why is it still in the theaters? What the hell? Yeah, yeah why? Surprise. <laughs> <a> zombie. <laughs> why won't you die? All right. Number 10, Knives Out. Which also is surprising. Knives Out came out before Star Wars, didn't it? Yeah. Hold up. Let me see Knives Out. Well, after Oscars, they always like kind of re-release movies. Um, and Knives Out was nominated for shit. So I'm yeah. sure... Yeah, I'm sure Joker, and you're going to see Joker back in a fucking... Oh, yeah, because, check this out. After Nines Out, then you have number 11, Parasite, and you have number 12, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Which I think uh, Taika Waititi also won an award. Yeah, he he won Best Screenplay or something, one of the Screenplay Awards, original or adapted. I can't remember. And Yeah, and he dedicated it to indigenous youth, which was kind of cool. Yeah, and it's kind of funny that he's Jewish playing a Nazi. Well, not just Nazi, playing Hitler. He's uh, Maori. Wait, he's like both, isn't he? No, he's Maori. He's from New Zealand. Oh. He was uh, Polynesian. Okay, I thought somewhere yeah, they yeah. said like he's that, but I thought he also said he's Jewish also. Oh, maybe, who knows? Maybe, but uh, but know. yeah, he is, he is uh, you know, a brown guy playing Hitler. <laughs> yeah, and the first of his race to win the war. So there yeah. you go, Oscar so white. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, so that's you, Eli. You want to get into it? I mean, like I said, we we broke down that, and basically we're not gonna do the whole show on Birds of Prey, but we're just gonna just give our quick thoughts on and kind of move on, just other things on it. Uh, you did it. We were gonna record last night. Some things happened. I was unavailable. You went ahead and, and potted anyway. 
I didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to listen to the Geek Sab episode. I'm going to check it out after this. Cause... It's going to be the last one for a while because Anthony went, goes on tour. So he's going to be gone for at least a month or two. Oh, damn. Okay. So, uh, four weeks. Four weeks of flyby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, Eli, I have not seen, I have no idea what you think about the movie. I haven't seen anything. Because other movies you'll post, I like this, like this, or don't like that. So go ahead, give it to me. What is, what is your yeah. review? Well, I did post that I saw it, but no one asked me what I thought, so I didn't say anything. <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> so like, you didn't even give me a chance to try to avoid you this time. Like... <laughs> um, but no, I, I liked it. I thought it was funny. Uh, I thought it was cool. It was, uh, I did have low expectations. I didn't expect much from it, but uh, it was surprisingly entertaining. I was laughing. Uh, it, it was rated R, so... Mm-hmm had that raunchy comedy r-rated comedy a lot very violent more violent than i was expecting mm-hmm. um uh it was kind of like that it reminded me of deadpool in a way you know as far as like you know her narrating and addressing the audience breaking the fourth wall mm-hmm. at, uh, you've seen the camera a couple times yeah 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 kind of had that deadpool feel to it um very over the top and campy um uh, and, and yeah, I, I the, the the Batman Easter eggs were I was I was you know getting into all that and did you I, stay I after the credits? I did stay after. Okay, the <laughs> and thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, saw my kid. My kid loved it. He's he's a Harley Quinn fan. He he loved it. Uh, had, had a lot of fun. He we've been watching the cartoon. Oh man, um, one more episode left. Yeah, and um, yeah, we've been digging on that too. Uh, I I surprisingly. You know, I've never been a Harley Quinn fan, but lately I've been getting into, you know, that cartoon and some of the books that have been coming out lately, the Black Label books yeah. I've been getting into. So, um, no, I had a good time with it. Uh, surprisingly uh, uh, entertaining. You know, I liked it way more than I thought I would because I really didn't expect much from this movie. So, yeah. Ooh, okay. You got a slap score on it. Oh, four out of five. Go check it out. Cool. Good one. Good one. Okay. I guess I'll go. I'm trying to see what I can say that you just didn't say because you said a lot. Uh, yeah, Eli, I liked it. No, actually, you know what? I didn't just like this movie. I love this movie. Right. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed this movie. Like I, really, I like, I was just like you. Didn't have low expectations, but going to the movie, watching the movie, I was just finding myself way more entertained than I thought I was gonna be. I'm like, I'm really enjoying this movie. Like the whole thing about it, like. Uh, Margot Robbie, like she is Harley Quinn, like she nails Harley Quinn, like yeah. like she she pretty much carries the whole movie. Uh, the movie was very stylized, it was very like energetic, it had a lot of uh energy to it. Uh, the action scenes were way better than I thought they were gonna be. Like, why are these action scenes way better for for a Harley Quinn movie? And then they <laughs> the, it came out that the second unit team was actually the John Wick guys. You know, okay, yeah. So <laughs> you that's can what, see it. Shit, there's not not a bunch of smoke and debris like in BVS or. Man, right, so I was expecting that action. type of action, but I'm like, no, this shit's yeah. actually pretty good. Like when she was in the uh the prison scene and with with the baseball bag with those. Three oh, the thugs, baseball like, bag, which is yeah, breaking I was like, all the limbs is, and shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is way better than this has any right to be, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ewan McGregor kills it. It's Black Mass. Now, yeah, like I said, if you're a comic book purist and you expect Black Mass to be a certain certain way, Ewan McGregor doesn't care. I, don't, I doubt he even read what the Black Mask was in the comics. Honestly, I don't care either. The version he was playing way more entertaining than I've ever seen Black Mask in the comics. Anyway, he was kind of like, kind of like a man-child spoiled brat. Uh, 
you know, and it was funny, you know, he could watch somebody get their face ripped off, but if somebody like blows a snot bubble, that that was grossing grossing them out. I thought this <laughs> shit was kind of funny, you know. Yeah. Uh, Zaz Zaz was there. He was just like supposed to be a, a you know the the star scream of, of the bad guys, but did his job was awesome. All the birds that prey, I like it. Matter of fact, the only real knock I have against this movie is that there wasn't enough birds of prey in the movie for me. They were all background characters. But when they did show up, they added punch to the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Black Canary, uh, she was there. I like her arc in there, even though she had a very little arc in it. Renee Montoya, when she showed up, she was pretty cool. But I just love, I just love seeing Rosa Perez in anything. You know, yeah. that was my '90s crush. So just show you how <laughs> old I am. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, who else? Uh, Marilith, uh, uh what's it? Ramona Flowers, whatever fuck her name is. Ramona you know? Flowers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Playing Huntress. Yeah. <laughs> that chick. <laughs> that chick, yeah. I don't know her real name, but yeah, the Huntress in this one, honestly, out of all the birds of prey, she was the one that stole the show. Yeah. Right? And that's how it should be. Like, everybody keeps talking about how Jared Leto was in the Joker. I mean, was in Suicide Squad. Oh, he didn't get enough screen time. Yeah, because every time he got into the movie, he fucked the movie up. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Huntress, if she showed, showed up in the movie, like, she uplifted the movie. It made, like, yeah. I want, I want to see more of her. Yeah, I wanted more of her. Yeah, yeah. and because her, sto- her story seemed more entertaining than the actual main story of the movie. Well, her, she was the only one that had an origin. They kind of, ex- she was the only one they explained where she was from. Yeah. Uh, but that's because it served the purpose of the movie. Like, her origin was part of the plot of the movie. Right. You know, the reveal at the end um, and what she was, why she was after everybody. Um, but they did, I, and I, but I did like that, that they didn't, explain like who everybody was and where everybody came from they just sort of trusted the audience and the fans to know who these characters were right and at the same time it's because the story's been told from harley's point of view harley's perspective was actually another thing i like about the movie now we just talked about how the movie was you said the movie reminds you of deadpool and it does i mean like i said if deadpool never existed the movie probably never would have got greenlit but it also brings me a little hint now now, follow me now stay with me don't i don't want to lose you it reminded me a little of Pulp Fiction. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm like, let me make sure I don't lose you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because of the way, now I'm, I'm not saying it's it's like Scorsese was the Joker, like the Pulp Fiction is to this. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it. I it's, I saw a little hint of, it, especially with the way the story was told out of. Well, order. yeah, very nonlinear story structure. Very that nonlinear story. No, right. No. And also way of storytelling, yeah, right, and not just because not just because of the out of order storytelling. Now, a lot I've seen a lot of critics, you know, knock the movie for that because of out of storytelling. I loved it because it's being told through uh, Harley's point of view, and since yeah. her mind is fractured, her mind is insane and crazy. Of course, she's going to tell the story out of order because that's just how she is. She she basically has ADHD, and that's how the movie, you know, acts. Yeah. It, like I said, the whole movie from like I said, the whole movie is like stylized and colors are popping out everywhere in my mind i'm thinking this is probably just what she's seeing like it's probably just a normal looking thing but since she sees it that way that's why the movie looks so stylized and dreamlike and things like that which i, I love that now what's talking about pulp fiction okay because of pulp fiction like i said the birds of prey were there and they did give them backstory but you know how pulp fish kept cutting in from uh everybody got their own story they're over here they're over here but eventually they intersect with each other you know stories told out of order Mm-hmm. Same way Birds of Prey did, you know. Yeah, it seemed like Hunter's storyline had nothing to do with the main storyline, but eventually it connected. You know, the same thing with Black yeah. Canary story and Cassandra Kane. Oh, I didn't talk about Cassandra Kane. Okay, now if you're a comic book purist, 
what they did with Cassandra Kane is going to piss you off. I'm, I'm just, yeah. it just, just is what it and is. And that's my, my only gripes with the movie are the comic booky nerd nitpicky things. Yeah. But like I said, that's just me being a nerd nitpicky bitch about it. You know, Honestly, for, for what I saw, I, I, I was fine. Yeah, it would have been cool to see Orphan, but for this story, it worked. You know, yeah. I mean, as far as the Birds of Prey, like I, I feel like everybody, the like the the heroes of the movie, if you want to loosely say heroes, I say for the most part, their origin stories were intact. Like Huntress' origin story, if you want to go post crisis, you know, like I said, we we go deep here. We, we're not talking about pre crisis, Helena Wayne. We'll talk about that later on. But you want to talk about the post crisis origin of Huntress? That was pretty spot on. You know. Uh, Black Canary, you can kind of go either way because they changed her origin so much. Yes, at one time she was a lounge singer, you know, and one time she wasn't. One time she was a police officer. So you can kind of you got you got leeway with Black Canary. So I'm I'm cool with that. Oh, uh, but Cassandra Kane, they just threw the rule book out. They just like yeah. it's pretty much a brand new character. They just call her Cassandra Kane. She's no longer you know a member of the League of Assassins. Uh, she's no yeah. longer a Batgirl, or maybe she will. She can on. talk. She can talk. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh. You know, I was like, y'all kind of missed out on an opportunity, man. I mean, yeah, you just want to just have a, a, a kid in here. But what yeah. if we had Orphan, you know, yeah. League of Assassin, you know, a uh, badass fighter that can even kick Batman's ass, you know. And yeah. since Batgirl is missing from this movie anyway because she is a member of the Bird of Prey, you could have made that Batgirl since you don't want to yeah. touch Barbara Gordon right now. You yeah. know. And that's but, the thing is, yeah. like, when I heard Cassandra Cain was in this movie, I was like, ooh. Right. You know? <laughs> so when she turned out not to be Orphan or right. Batgirl, I was like, oh, okay. But then I was like, ah, whatever. You know, the movie, I was just so entertained what was going on. Yeah. Sure, it would have been cool if she ninja out and shit and, you know, but um, I, mean, we, we I got was the, still fine with it. Yeah, we had the baddest fighter. I mean, the most, the greatest fighter in the DC universe in the comics. Yeah. hiding behind a large glove glove when the fighting actually starts happening you know that's <laughs> yeah she kicked damien wayne's ass you know exactly <laughs> <laughs> so but like i said when you when i watch any comic book adaptation of a movie i, I put that stuff to the side i'm like this is an adaptation i don't expect mm -hmm. it to be a translation because you can't translate this stuff the comics are the comics the movies are the movies and for the most part, okay, they changed up Cassandra Kane, but everybody else in the movie does feel like, you know, okay, they changed the black mask, changed the Zaz, but I thought that was for the better, honestly, out of both those guys. Yeah. But they still had the core aspect of those characters. Uh, you know, Roman Sinus is always supposed to be like a warped version of Bruce Wayne. Like, what if Bruce Wayne was like a really, really an asshole, you know? So mm -hmm. that's what I enjoyed about the movie from that one. Um, like I said, the, uh, oh, and honestly, I think this movie is a lot deeper than people giving it credit for also. Like, yes, the movie is stylized. The movie, you know, is a style, style of this movie. No, it's not a character study like Joker is. No, and it wasn't trying to be that. But at the same time, this is a movie that does explore themes. You know, it does explore themes of, you know, Harley's basically having an identity crisis. She's trying to separate herself from Joker because that's what she known herself as. It's stuff we've seen from Harley being explored in other mediums. You know, the cartoon is on right now in the mm -hmm. comics, in the old Batman cartoon, you know, when she got with Poison Ivy. It's the same thing in this movie where they explore that. What does she do after Joker? How does she re redefine herself? You know, mm -hmm. uh, even with Black Canary because, like, if you want to go really deep with that, she's what you would call a foil to, to Harley Quinn. Because just like Harley Quinn broke away from Joker and has no idea what to do, Black Canary is the same way tied to Black Mask. Like, 
Mm-hmm. He calls her her little bird. She she sings for me. It's like that. And she basically feels like she's trapped because she's tied to Black Mass. Now, I'm going even a little bit deeper with this. Now, a lot of people are pissed off about Black Canary being race change. You know, I don't care. But let's say I care. I don't care. But since she is black, let's take this a little step further. Now, since they did make her black, it does bring up a, a, a Maya Angelou poem to me. Making her black and making her the black canary and singing while she's trapped to this guy uh, reminds me of the Maya Angelou poem, I Know Why Caged Bird Sings, which is what that poem is all about. Basically, a bird that's locked in a cage that's just finding any kind of happiness they can because that's all they can do. So I don't know if the movie was taking it that deep. That's just what I took from it, you know. Uh, oh, and another thing about Black Canary. When did we start calling her Jesse Smollett's sister? I find that offensive. That's Journey Smollett. I, I, she was she was famous way before him. So I don't, I don't even know who you're talking about. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I, I went off on a tangent. I'm yeah, sorry. you went I'm deep. Back. You went too deep for me. I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm back now. I'm back now. <laughs> okay. Um. Like I said, uh, the action was seen. The way they brought Harley in was was, was great. Uh, Ela, I'm gonna be honest with you. I like this movie better than Joker. You know what? I think I did. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but if you say that online, you know they're gonna look at you like you're insane. I'm just like because okay, as far as the Joker, it was like I said, they're throwing awards at you know Joaquin Phoenix left and right, which he deserves. I'm not saying he doesn't yeah. deserve. He deserves left right. The movie as itself. I don't think level was at the same level that he was. I think he brought the movie to another level that it probably wouldn't be if he was there because, like I said, 96.7% of the movie was all him, so it was based on his performance. But yeah. Joker's not a movie I want to watch again. Yeah, I've seen it I once. No, I'm good. You know, and as much as I love Taxi Driver, yeah. I don't like watch Taxi Driver all the time. Yeah, the movie just takes a lot out of you. just like, oh, yeah. shit. Because it's so depressing, yeah. so dark. You don't want to watch this shit again. But you watch yeah. Birds of Prey. It is fun. It's it energetic. Like I said, Harley is basically DC's female Deadpool. You know, I've watched Deadpool like yeah. a zillion times. And even at the end, yeah. when I was when I watched this movie, I'm like, damn, I want to see this shit again. I mean, mainly because I might have missed some things. You know, mm-hmm. I've been watching all these uh, YouTube videos, stuff like that. And there was some Easter eggs that I did miss from there. For instance, when she was in the uh, police in the Gotham PD, you know, fucking up shit. Uh, they're saying there was a scene that might have been a Condiment King uh, Easter egg in there. Oh, really? I didn't see that. That's what I'm saying. They <laughs> said she, when she went to the lockup, you know when she had the beanbag shooting people, they said she went yeah. to the police lockup and she grabbed another gun and shot a dude with mustard. Oh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it might have been a Condiment King shout out. We don't know. So, uh, yeah, man. Oh, it just, and now, I think we do have to talk about this about the agenda. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we have to address we have to address because I've been on Twitter there are the same way that people are going against Ghostbusters and stuff like that they come in at Harley Quinn the same way these YouTube assholes that uh, made 50 million videos of Captain Marvel they're back in business yeah yeah, yeah they're like soft nipple tough guys getting right. their you know nipples all chafed and shit because of a girl has, they, they are so happy yeah. about the box office numbers they are like caking ice cream right now dancing in the street we did it. like calm the fuck down so they're saying that you know birds of prey has a, a, a woke agenda and you know what's so funny about it the fans of joker and the fans of birds of prey on twitter are like at war with each other you know because the the birds of prey fans are basically on the joker fans in sales left and right you know 
Okay. And, you know, and they were like, don't you have to go dye your hair? Don't you have to go shoot up a school? I'm like, oh, okay, you went too far with that shit. Like, damn, okay. So, yeah. Oh, the, the internet. The internet, you gotta love it. What, what would we do without it? <laughs> so, yeah, so. I mean, I didn't think, I mean, the only scene I felt like, okay, that they were kind of beating it on the head was when she, Black Canary saying, it's a man's world. Yes, That's like it was a man's world. the only time where I'm like, that, yeah. okay, now they're, now they're kind of pushing the agenda. Yeah. That was the only time. But other than that, I didn't, I mean, I definitely got, yes, this is a, a movie about female empowerment and, you know, independence, you know, mm-hmm. a w- woman gaining her independence and all that shit. But I felt they weren't like overly beating it over the head. I kind of thought they were me personally. Okay. Well, the, the man's man's world song, the journey yeah. smaller scene definitely was there. I think the one time they definitely crossed the line and went over, over like beat you over the head with it was in the uh, club scene where black man stripped that girl down to her, to her underwear. Okay. That yeah. was definitely, I, I thought he was just being an asshole, but I guess. He was being an asshole, but it was like, does, was that scene even really needed in the movie? Sure, because he's an asshole. He <laughs> is an asshole, but he's just grabbing some just random girl and telling her to strip. You know, I, I, I feel like that was kind of pushing the, oh, he's a raging misogynist. You never got to take him down. You know, I feel like oh. that was going over edge. Well, yeah, because he was an Because <laughs> he's an asshole. I get, but that, that, same, that's like, yeah, you know, I mean, like, sometimes you just need the bad guy to be a bad guy. Remind us why they're a bad guy. But we've already <laughs> have so many scenes why he was a bad guy. He was cutting, cutting people's faces off to begin. But they want to make sure that, and because he didn't even do anything violent to the girl, he just made her just strip down. Basically, you yeah, know, just, just showed made, his power over the power, right you know? over over women. You know, oh, yeah. even that just is. And then here's a, here's another thing that I had. A I problem. thought that, it, and see, that's the thing for me because I'm a sick, twisted fuck. Yeah. I wanted more. I wanted the this. I wish this movie pushed it further. How like, could it push you further? Yeah, I thought he should have shot. He should have shot her too. <laughs> God damn! He's like, <laughs> yeah, that's how. What I said. Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I wish they as violent and as brutal as it was. Yeah. I wish they pushed it even further. Like, give me more brutality. Have Harley Quinn breaking more bones and skulls and all that shit. You know. But because it because the at the end when the big climactic fight scene, mm-hmm. that was a little underwhelming for me. You know. I, I, I feel like the the fight scene in the actual amusement park was underwhelming but when the, yeah. the car chase with the roller case I, I feel like that was awesome yeah I'll, yeah that's what i'm saying it's like the, the 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 climactic battle at the end with all the we know when the black mass crew shows up mm-hmm. and they all start fight everyone starts kicking each other's ass and it's just you know standard hand-to-hand combat action right. movie superhero fight scenes mm-hmm. you know that we've seen before i was hoping it would they would have went John Wick or, or well, Deadpool, the and that, that's you know. the thing you can you can tell which fight scenes the John Wick guys worked on and which ones they didn't. Mm. Yeah, you can tell the Amusement Mile that wasn't one of them. So. Yeah, because you know we're seeing you know yeah we got to see like bones being broken, people getting shot in the head, yeah faces getting ripped off, you know the dude getting blown up with a grenade. Give me more, like just keep going mm-hmm. over the top, over the top, you know that because that's what they were doing. It was going for this so. This outrageous comic booky violence, mm-hmm. just keep pushing it. That's that's that was my main thing. Like just go, keep going. You know. <laughs> I, I thought so. they went pretty far, but I did. I feel like there were some like awesome action scenes and a few lackluster action scenes in it. But even the music mile part, I thought it was pretty fun. It was just yeah. you know. Oh um, oh, another shout out about music mile. That is the same uh, amusement park that was in the Killing Joke. Okay. Yeah, and it's also uh, the the last boss level in Arkham City. But I was about to say, it looks like the game. 
<laughs> yeah, that's exactly where it was. But they got it from it, it all came from the killing joke. So yeah. Yeah. So um what I was gonna say. Um can't lose the train of thought. Um Black Mass was I'm kinda of repeat myself at this point. Yeah, uh like I said, awesome movie. I like it better than Joker. That's just me. Uh oh, the 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 the, the dickheads. The YouTubers. The dickheads. Yeah, the yeah, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is this a comic book character? <laughs> it needs to be trademark. <laughs> I am the dickhead. Yeah, first there was Fear. the cone heads. Now there's the dickhead. Right. Fear my power. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, uh, because another woke agenda. Because, like I said, we said man's world. We also said uh, when he stripped the girl down in the club scene. Oh, just the fact that every single man in the movie is an asshole. That's the same exact way when it was with Ghostbusters. Every single man in Ghostbusters was an asshole. The same with this one. Even the ones you think are okay oh. turns out to be assholes later on. You know. I guess. I suppose. Yeah. So, I, I, I guess I didn't pay attention to that. I, I you know. I guess I'm not. Lo- I don't look for that shit. I, you know. And, and, and maybe you because say, yes, know. I was looking for it. Mainly, I was looking for it because you and McGregor actually did go on. You know, the talk show. That's how he was promoting on the on the, on the junket scene. Basically, like, this movie is about feminism and taking down misogynists and my character is the ultimate misogynist you know and they're planning to take me down you know so so they were basically promoting the movie as a woke agenda you know okay. now does well, that knock it for me no I mean, because it actually plays into the theme of the role of the movie like i said yeah. the main theme of the movie is that harley quinn has been tied to an abusive man and the only yeah. way she could free herself from that even identity wise is to associate herself with other women yeah, and the, other and, women, and the moment she breaks up with them, she loses his protection. You right. Know? So no, she loses her identity, so to speak, because that's that's like who she. Until like a few years ago, Harley Quinn's just always been the Joker's girlfriend. Right. Until recently, now she's her own independent character. Now. And right. You could say it's the same way in you know in marketing that DC's trying to do versus. In the comics, in the cartoon, and everything like that. Because when the New 52 started, she was still Joker's girlfriend until Joker cut his own face off and then said he's going to do it to her too. So, like, okay, this guy's too fucking crazy. And that was the last time you really seen them together in the yeah. comics. You know, that's been fucking like 10 years ago now. Yeah, it has been, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. time flies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and, and like I said, every woman in like every technically female in the in the movie is tied to another man. Like, basically, you can almost say R- Renee Montoya is tied to. The man, the system, the system, the cops, they were the cops like they are the man, you know, she's getting fucked over by, you know, on the job. Right. Uh, And and that's why Harley Quinn, uh, you know, takes to Cassandra Cain so fast. Like, that's why she's so endeared to her because Cassandra Cain, like she shows a a picture of the Joker. Cassandra didn't know who the Joker is. So Cassandra Cain is the first person she's met that doesn't associate her with somebody else. Mm-hmm. She didn't look at Harley as Joker's girlfriend. And that's why she was so endeared to her because that's the first person who saw Harley as Harley. You know? Yeah. Like I said, man, it, it, the movie the movie has some layers to it, but people are just going to write it off as another comic book movie because that's, that's what they do. You know? Yeah. But I'm going to give my score, Eli. I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. Yeah. I had yeah. to knock it because of the woke agenda, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely there, but I like I, it didn't bug me. Right, and it's cool because I, I I saw I, looking online, I realized that I like this movie a lot better than other people do. Because another thing we can say about this movie that people are saying that it's the movie that Suicide Squad should have been. Yeah, and I agree with that also. But I like Suicide Squad, so 
And I think for me, it's like, I guess I kind of expected it to be there. I mean, it's in the title, right? you know, <laughs> I expected that. Yes, it's going to, it's going to be a girl power movie. And I kind of just knew, knew it going in there, mm-hmm. going in, into the movie. I was like, yeah, they're going to shove a bunch of, you know, woman empowerment, you know, themes in my face. Mm-hmm. But I, for me, I didn't mind it. And I didn't, I didn't think it was overly done, you know, not the way like, like Captain Marvel, like the, I am a girl, the no doubt song. Yes, Captain, I Captain Marvel. Like that was that, like that, like I rolled my eyes. I cringed at how <laughs> blatantly, you know, agenda pushing that was, you know, and right. I didn't feel, I didn't get anything like that from this movie. You know? Like I said, the is, closest thing yeah. was when she's singing the James Brown song. That was like, okay, oh, I get it, you know, but I'm, that. I'm going to give you another example. But I'm a James okay, Brown so- fan, so maybe I gave it a, a slap. Yeah. Well, people misunderstand that James Brown song, though. Yes, it yeah. is a man's world, but it can't be nothing. Nothing yeah. without a woman or a girl. Listen to the lyrics. Listen to the lyrics. As he's telling you what it is. They just take one part of it and just go from there, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we, we, now you said they sang A Man's World when she was in, you know, in the, on stage. She's a little birdie trapped in a cage. She belongs to it. But what was the last song at the end of the movie? Barracuda? I remember they played Barracuda by heart. Okay, not Barracuda. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. The last song right before the credits roll was I'm a Motherfucking Woman. Oh, I don't know that song. I didn't know the song either, but I'm just listening to it. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. Who's the, who does that? I don't know. Oh. It wasn't on the soundtrack. Well, at least I, it wasn't Ladies First. <laughs> it might as well be. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, they were going to pick some woman song in there. You know what? Yeah. They should have did I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, something, something. <laughs> I would have loved oh, if that was the end of the song. Oh, man. <laughs> or fucking, what's the Spice Girl song? Or... <laughs> oh, shit. Now you're going back. I. How the fuck you know Spice Girl songs? He like you. Of I'm trying people. to think of how the one how the one went. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, did they have girl power? Was not them? That was them with the girl power, right? Yeah, but they were so prepackaged and marketable. <laughs> just like you know, we're not talking yeah. about Spice Girls. It could have been worse. That's what I'm saying. It could have. And and that's the thing. Like I said, the difference between Harley Quinn and Captain Marvel is that one is a good movie, one isn't. So when you shove agendas in there, they blatantly stand out because you're yeah. in a bad movie. So yeah, we stick a Gwen Stefani song in a bad action scene to begin with. Just like, first you're bad, now you beat me over the head with stuff. But at the same time, with Birds of Prey, yes, they did have a lot of feminist agenda in the movie, but it was still entertaining. Yeah, there was you know, a, all like kinds of instance, brutal ass whooping. You like so, for instance, something like, dude would like, yeah, doing the yeah, fight yeah, scene, yeah. hardly gives Black Canary a scrunchie to roll up her hair so she can beat up bad guys. Yeah. You know, her face has to shit out the diamond and shit. Right. <laughs> so it's funny, but it's yeah. still, you know, serving a purpose, you know, with the feminist agenda also. Oh, it's girl power. We It's us to stick together, you know. Yeah. It's so, still a bunch of explosions and shit that dudes like too. Right. This shit doesn't bother me. Look, I grew up watching the Golden Girls. This shit doesn't bother me. <laughs> Some of you guys need to just get over yourselves, you know. Oh, yeah. So did I get my score yet or can we move on? You said four out of five or 4.5 4.5 out of five that's what get i'm sticking to it i don't care fight me i will fight anybody that disagrees with my opinion that's just what's going with it better than the joker fuck anybody disagrees so yeah i'll 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 raise you on that yeah okay it's it's (laughs) you elias it's you and i you and i against the internet (laughs) let's do it (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh. all right let's move on past i can't wait (laughs) 
<laughs> and honestly, Eli, I thought I was going to have to fight you on this podcast today. Well, you know, I, you, you're the one who liked the Joker. I thought it was I. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm glad we we had a, a, a you know, a, a fine, calm conversation on this one. You know, <laughs> I, I, I hate to go to war with you, even though anytime we do go to war, our views pop up. But yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let me say, let's move on to the next one. So we talk about the spiral thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Eli. I don't know how to feel, man. I don't know. I have, honestly, I haven't watched Saw movies. I think since the third one. I kind of just like it's yeah, because it got to yeah. the point they just they were just torture porn. Yeah, they're the same movie over and over. Yeah, and it's like the the, the plot got less and less and less important. Where the point was, I don't think there was a plot. It was like just just chop up people. That's it. And it's yeah. like that's I mean that's cool, but once you've seen like the first three or four of them, it's like yeah, what's the point? You know. And I think that's the only, I think that's about all I've seen. It was like. I haven't watched a Saw movie in like a good decade. I mean, right? <laughs> I haven't seen them all. Especially as the main bad guy in Saw, they killed him off in the third movie. He was for dead in the first one, wasn't he? Oh no, no, he was on the ground. That's he right. was on the ground, but they killed him in the third. And they made okay, seven yeah. of these things. So why? Who the fuck? Why? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, this is not a movie, a franchise. I want to break down. This is not my Fast and the Furious. If everybody, no. anybody else is a Saw. Franchise fan and we gotta go. It. We got we gotta get uh, Ogar. Uh, Eric he likes the shit. Oh, he loves the Saw movies. Really? He, he, he could probably he can he can bust down the mythology like like you. He's like you. There is not a Saw mythology. Do not tell me this. <laughs> oh, he he'll break it down. <laughs> there was not he a wrote lore a, to these movies. Man. He wrote a review. Like he wrote a review. You know, on on the last the the last one that came out. And, you know, what the he fuck? loves that shit. Uh, oh but, wow! Uh, I, I, but I I saw the trailer and I was like, oh wow! I'm I'm excited. I, want, I this is the first Saw movie I want to see. I'm like not gonna decade. say I'm excited. I'm gonna say it piqued my interest. I was I because it's gonna piss people off because you know because if they're the only mythology to Saw is he's kind of an SJW. He's an SJW serial killer. He oh, goes around killing. Okay. Like people that like corporate assholes, billionaires, people that have wronged other people. He's tortures them, you know. Mm -hmm. um, that's his mo. So and, this is this is a so this is a saw movie for the woke era. Yeah, this is a saw movie, and I think he's going after cops this time. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, I mean, because the thing that caught my attention was okay, Chris Rock in a horror movie. Like when I first heard, I heard about this like six months ago when they was even, yeah. even making it a thing. I'm like, well, that, that can't be true. I, Cause I think Jordan Peele has something to do with this movie. I think so. I think yeah. so. Like executive producer or something. I don't, I don't know for sure, but yeah, I was like, this, there's no way this can be a thing. And i see the trailer. I'm just like, this really exists. So I'm curious more than anything else. You yeah. know, I'm even sure if the movie is bad, I feel like yeah. I might watch it as a so bad is good movie. I'm sure it's going to have something to do with corrupt police corruption. Because that's what Saw does, or or what's his name, Jigsaw or whatever, Spiral. I don't know. That's what, <laughs> that's what he does. He tortures people that have wronged others. You know, sort of a kind of a twisted Punisher. He's kind of like the Punisher when you think about it. Yeah, I'm talking about <laughs> that too. Like he Dexter sees these... was like that. Yeah, you know? and basically gives them, a, but he gives them a chance to kind of redeem themselves. Off. Like if yeah, you live he, to be this, yeah. then yeah, he his his mo is he comes up with some elaborate torture device. Yeah. To get at him. And 
you know, of course they never do. If and, they ever do like a, a Batman movie with Riddler's the bad guy, that's how it needs to be. Yeah. I, yeah. I see the Riddler doing shit like that. So. But yeah, I, I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, wow. So Jigsaw versus Cops. Okay. <laughs> but Chris, I mean, that's what you saw, but I saw Chris Rock in a horror movie. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Okay. No, this is gonna, yeah. All the, all the, you know, all the, you know, the conservative, uh, you know, Hannity demo are going to like be so pissed. <laughs> 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 like I said, we, we'll, we'll have to see. This will be the first. Uh, those, Eli, those you know, guys... I don't do horror movies anyway, but this yeah. one, like, I was like, okay, I got to see what the hell's yeah. going on with this. Well, you know, those guys that are bitching about Captain Marvel and Birds of Prey right now, this is going to be their next one to bitch about. <laughs> I, w- I want to see. I want to see what they do. <laughs> yeah. They're going the, to town on Birds of Prey. It's. <laughs> It's yeah. new videos popping up every time I, I turn on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let me see. What else we had? It was some, something else we had. What else we had? Eli? I can't remember. Uh, Sam Raimi? Oh, yeah. Right, let's actually talk about some comic book shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dealing with comic books. Yeah. So, Sam Raimi, Raimi is it rumor or is, is this a thing? Is It's really happening. He, it's rumors that he was in talks. It's not official yet, but they he had been approached to direct Doctor Strange 2. Okay, for those who don't know who Sam Raimi is, uh, he created classes like uh, House of Dead, Dead of Evil House? Dead, Evil Dead. That's what, I got confused with the video game. Okay, so Evil Dead, Dark Man, Dark Man, yeah, which is a classic. I don't care what anybody says. The uh, comic book movie, even though he's not a comic book character, he that's a comic book movie. Well, that's <laughs> what they were doing around that time. They were taking like comic book tropes and making original characters. That's that's how RoboCop is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Frank Miller did turn around and, and write comics after based on the character, but you know, that's whatever. Uh, and, oh, oh yeah, and Spider Man. He directed the three Spider Man movies. The good ones. Yep. Well, Toby two, two and a half ones. Yeah, the two, two and a half ones. Spider Man, Spider Man 2, and Sandman. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, so Sam Raimi is in talks with being, and it, it's, it's, a perfect, it's a perfect fit. Yeah. I think it may be a perfect fit because the thing is, like, Sam Raimi. You know, it's a great director. And yeah. Marvel has a habit of not hiring great directors. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering. I think, I think because Sam Raimi's proven to that he can do zany shit. Yeah. I mean, he, he can do like his wacky, crazy movies. But then he can go around and do like For the Love of the Game and you know, uh, like drop simple plan and dramas and stuff, stuff that isn't crazy. So he's kind of like Ron Howard in a way, you know, he has a distinctive style when you let him loose off the leash, right. he can go nuts, but, uh, but he can also work for work with a studio as well. Cause he's so it's like, like that. the best of both worlds. Okay. I, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying in that one. So um, it's just hard to believe. It's just, I mean, if they get, if they get Sam Raimi, they, I, I'm interested. I'm way more interested in that movie now than it was before with whatever the fuck the other guy name was. Yeah, because that's 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 an auteur. Right. He is an auteur. He has a distinctive style. And it may be the first one that Marvel's ever had, like one with a very distinctive style. I like it would have yeah. been like if Spike Lee came to the MCU. You know, like yeah. when you watch a Sam Raimi movie, you know it's a Sam Raimi movie. Is who they? I mean, well, you can say James Gunn or or Kenneth Branagh. He He's, but he was under like plays. He was always directing movies like Hamlet and shit. And yeah. you know, he was from the theater. So when they gave him Thor, he turned Thor into Shakespeare, basically. 
And Thor was never Shakespeare. No. Yeah, that's not what he was meant to be. It's like Taika Waititi actually nailed the tone of what Thor was supposed to be, which I don't understand why nobody ever got that before. I mean, he's yeah. basically like, 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 like you were saying, like uh, all those rock metal songs you were saying when they were talking about Valhalla and stuff like that, that's what Thor is. Mm-hmm. You know, come to life. So it just makes it like, damn, that's what Thor is. That's what he's always been. Like he's sort of kind of silly, sort of kind of goofy, but still strong, but still like rock metal playing behind him while he's swinging his hammer and shit. You know, that, that's what Thor is. So, oh, uh, Sam Raimi. This is a perfect fit. If they're going to do multiverse Doctor Strange shit, Sam Raimi is like a perfect match for that. And plus, he's a horror director. He has horror roots. Yeah. So if yeah. They, if they, if if uh Kevin Feige still really wants to make a horror movie because everybody's saying he fired the last guy because he he won't do horror. Kevin Feige doesn't. If you bring Sam Raimi in, that's definitely the direction you're trying to go. Yeah. Because he can do horror. I mean. Oh yeah, and zany horror like Army of Darkness. It's the third Evil Dead movie. It's not really a horror. I mean, it has horror, but it's just a whacked out comedy. It's a horror comedy. Right. And that I, was PG thirteen. So. I'll even say this: those first Spider Man movies. Kind of are the blueprint of the MCU. Yeah. Well, that scene, the 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 Doc Ock scene in the hospital. Yes. That straight Evil Dead shit right there. Right. It's it, like it came you out know, of nowhere. You're like, whoa, what, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. That movie went took a left turn into Evil Dead territory. That's why that movie's awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I'll just throw this shit just to remind and just get yeah. the shit out of these kids. Yeah, I'm Sam Raimi, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> like there was a chainsaw. There was an actual chainsaw. Right. That, you know. <laughs> So, but here's the, here's the thing: why everybody else is excited about it, you know, uh, and that's just, they they keep missing the force for the trees. For some reason, they think since Sam Raimi made more not direct this movie, they think that Spider Man might show up in this movie, and not just the Tom Tom Harlan version, Tobey Maguire. Like it's the multiverse. Stop! Stop! <laughs> I, I I hate talking to these guys sometimes. To be honest with you. <laughs> The MCU, man. Everything's connected, man. Everything's connected. I mean, they could do it if they want to, but let's not even go there. Because first off, Sony wants to shove the MCU in their movie so bad, they just they're forcing this shit down your throat now. They say Sony that, and then Tobey Maguire would be Sony, wouldn't he? Tobey Maguire would be Sony, right? Yeah. So. Which he could. They could easily throw Tobey Maguire in any one of like Morbius or Venom and like that. They could easily throw him in there. Yeah. You know, because they have they have the right to do that, but. I don't think Sam Raimi is gonna put. Spider-Man. But then they threw they threw Jay Jonah in a uh, Far From Home. They did, but yeah. that was still a Spider Man movie, so technically that's still Sony. Yeah, it's true. not like he showed up in you know Hulk or anything. You know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But still, yeah, that's all. Like I said, and like I said, if he get in the movie, I'm excited for it because I wasn't excited yeah. about Doctor Strange before. That's yeah, all. no, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, they would. Pique my interest. I'd be down to so down to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? All right. Let's move past that. So can we talk about the video game section now? Sure. I only got one thing to talk about in the video game section. We just move on past from that one. So uh, this week they actually announced the games that are going to be at Evo 2020. That is, like I said, the the biggest fighting game of all year. They used to host in in Las Vegas. Sometimes they have it on ESPN. Sometimes they don't. And I'm feeling because I'm trying to find it. I'm feeling because I'm trying to find the actual games, and I've just found them and I'm about to pull them up right now. So the games they have listed, they have uh, Under Night and Birth, something something. I don't know. Uh, te- 
Tick and Seven. <laughs> Some of these games I don't know. <laughs> they just like throw names together. Uh, Tick and Seven, uh, Soul Calibur Six, still hanging in there. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. It's some weird anime shit. I don't know. Uh, Samurai Showdown, aka Sam Show. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I'm excited for that one. I'm glad that one's back again. Um, Smash Brothers Ultimate, of course. And Street Fighter Five. Like I said, which is the game that I'm on. Matter of fact, Eli. Even though I know we supposed to be recording last night, I, that's all I did was play Street Fighter yesterday. Sorry. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you that. It's, it's like telling your boss, like, where are you late? I'll play Street Fighter. Sorry. No, it's fine. It gave me a chance to, yeah. Gave me a chance to, you know. Well, it actually do work. Stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was fucking off. Okay. Oh, and the last game on there is interesting. Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Like, two? Yes, two. The one that came, I want to take you for a ride. That one, you know. Uh, apparently this is, I think, the 20th anniversary of that game, and they're bringing that game back just for tournament. So I got, like, super excited over this shit. I'm like, whoa, Marvel's Capcom 2. Okay. So, but what they're doing, it's not going to be, like, a regular tournament like everybody else. What they're doing, they're going to take, like, the last four EVO champions of Marvel's Capcom 2, and they're going to invite, like, four newcomers, and they're going to have, like, a final eight and just let it go at that. And I was like, oh, man. I got, like, really excited for a second, Eli. I was thinking that it was going to be like a regular-ass tournament like the rest of these games are. But the thing with Marvel Capcom 2, you can't find that game anywhere. Like, it doesn't exist anywhere. You can't even find it online, like on the PSN store or Xbox Live like that. It's not on there. They removed it. So no, nobody can practice and shit? Nobody can practice. Nobody can play it. Nothing. You know. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure, like, like, the game... I mean, the controls are pretty standard in those games, right? Right, but when you get to that level, like Evo level, every little bitty thing changes. I, I'll give you an example. Like, uh, hold on. Like fence, like Street Fighter Five. Now, Street Fighter Five, like I said, I've been on it, and the reason I was on it all day yesterday, like I said, I, I was playing with a buddy. But they made an update where they changed a whole bunch of stuff on the game. And when I change stuff on the game, I mean stuff like, okay, this mo, this move used to take six frames to pull out. Now they changed it to four frames when it pulls out. Now that didn't sound like much when you play the game. It changes everything, you know. So now I got to do this move because my other combo don't work. Now, this combo might work, and I got to relearn everything I just learned. So, when you play it at that level, like even little bitty things like that in Marvel's Capcom 2, to succeed, you got to play the game at that level. So, it's, it's, it's an interesting game. It's different than any other game on this list right here, but I, I want to see how they go. But, I'm, I'm, of course, the guys that they have there, they're going to play the game. They know how to play the game at that level, and they have the game, and they can practice stuff like that. Because these guys, like, if you check their YouTube channel, they still play the game. They kept the game since then. They pull out their old Dreamcast, you know, playing the shit on there, you know. Yeah. So that's how they play the game at the level. But there's one game I didn't name. Eli, can you name the game that I didn't name? That the people saying that's a snub. Uh, Mortal Probably Kombat? Not. Mortal Kombat game? Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. No, all the games I named, Mortal Kombat 11 wasn't on there. So everybody was like, why the fuck Mortal Kombat is on there? Nobody knows why Mortal Kombat isn't on there. Uh, it actually did better streaming numbers than the majority of the games on here, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, maybe some people saying maybe the sponsors had an issue with it because you know, all the blood and guts and shit like that. Maybe the sponsors had a trouble with it. Uh, maybe they're saying Mortal Kombat is making their own, uh, tournament and they didn't want to, you know, deal with Evo. Who knows what's going on? It's interesting because, you know, they just dropped a new character. The newest character they dropped on Mortal Kombat was the Joker. Uh, -huh. yeah. And he, like fucking insane you like he, he'll beat you to death with a batman doll and shit you know so <laughs> i want to see what that game you know i would have been 
loving to see that at Evo, but oh, oh well, not gonna happen. So, yeah, Marvel's back. So it's gonna be interesting tournament. That being said, can we move on to the next part of the podcast? Sure. Okay, so like I said, this is the Comic Book Bullies, where we talk about the comic books, and we're going to talk about the comic books that came out this last week. And I guess I'm going to start it off, Eli, with Go the ahead, X yeah. Minute. Not just the X Minute, but the X slash Fantastic Four Minute. So this mm-hmm. is X-Men plus Fantastic Four number one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what happened in the book. Okay, so the book starts off with Alien Invasion. Fantastic Four fights them. That's inconsequential to whatever the plot's going on with that. Moving on to the X-Men, we go to the island of Krakoa, and Kitty Pryde is back on the island, but she's actually not allowed to go in the island, but Professor X asks her to meet with her, so he, she has to go like through the back door or some shit like that up some stairs to talk to uh, Magneto and Professor X. And basically, she's showing them, and they're showing them, her the footage of that alien invasion with the Fantastic Four fighting. They were like, yeah, alien, uh, alien invasion attacked New York. It's like another one? Yeah. But here's the thing. Fantastic Four showed up, didn't do shit. The boy, Franklin Richards, stopped the alien invasion by himself. She's like, wait, what? Yeah, he did it by himself. The Franklin Ford didn't even do shit. So he's becoming way too powerful. But no, actually, not even he's becoming too powerful. He's actually losing his power. We need to find exactly what's going on, why he's losing his power, and if we can fix his power, get that power on our side. So we're going to go recruit him. We want you to come with us too. But since you can't walk through the portal like we can, we need you to jump on the ship. Take your ass to New York right now. By the time you get there, we'll meet you up there. Like, the reason Kitty, they want Kitty to go there because Kitty and Franklin has history. So, here's my thing about Kitty Pride. Is everybody in Marvel in love with her? Like, in universe? Know. Like, okay, you, that, got, you tell me, man. I don't know that shit. I, I'm thinking, like, okay, Spider Man was in love with her or is still <laughs> in love with her. Star Lord left the Guardians for her. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Colossus, oh, like jumped on her when she was like 13. That's a whole nother story that we probably won't bring up anymore. Uh, who else? Oh, and Franklin Rich got some kind of like, that's my babysitter crush or some shit on her. So mm-hmm. basically like they using Kitty Pride as a honeypot, basically, you know. So they go there where we go to the Fantastic Four, Yancey Street, that's where the new base is at. Uh, Franklin Rich is being experimented on by, by his dad, Reed Richards, because Franklin Prince's power is going away, and they don't know why how his power is going away. Reed's like, I can't figure it out. But maybe, and uh, Franklin stops him because he thinks he's about to say, maybe it's for the best you lose your power. He's like, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to get out of here, you know, before I yell at my dad for some stupid shit. He goes to uh, with Ben Grimm. They sit down and talk, have a conversation. And Franklin just lays it out for him. He's like, my dad is the smartest dude in the world. He solves universe problems every day. No big deal. That's why it's the two things he can't do is fix me and fix you, Uncle Ben. And and thing is just like okay, I'm gonna stop you right there because Reed is a good man, and I know if he could find a way to fix us, he would have done it by now because he know if he didn't, he know neither one of us would ever forgive him. So when they having this conversation, they look outside. It's the X Men knocking on the door. They're like, "Can we come in?" But they can't get in there because Sue has blocked the door with her invisible force field shit like that. She like X Men, what the hell you want? And Professor X and Magneto fly down like Sue, you know what we want. Where's the boy? You know shit like that. So they're like, tell you what, we're going to have a meeting just with the leaders, and we're going to go up here and we're going to have a conversation about what's going on. We're going to sit down and we're going to talk. And it doesn't end with just a casual talk. They just end up arguing the whole time. Kitty's there the whole time, and Kitty's like, you know what, uh, Frank, you want to get out of here while they sit there and argue all day? Like, let's go. So Kitty just takes Frank and just leaves, and they go to Washington Park. Now, Eli, how do I know this is Washington Park? Because of the Spider-Man game. Because you play the game? Because I played the Spider-Man game. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they're in the midst of middle of Washington Park, and Kitty shows uh that Franklin that you see the Kakora uh portal right there. That's how close you are to your family. You can literally just walk to the portal, come to Kakora Island, walk back, and they won't miss you because you're a mutant. You can walk back and forth. It's like, and she's like, hmm, that's a, that's a good idea. But why is he's contemplating what he's gonna do if he's gonna walk to the portal or not? Human Torch shows up. Like, what what the hell are you doing, Franklin? You go back home. Kitty, I expect the better of you. Why are you kidnapping my nephew? And while they argue shit like that, a big gust of wind just blows him away, and boom, Storm is there, and now the X-Men and the Fantastic Four are fighting in the middle of Washington Park. They're just going at it, Iceman and Human Torch, throwing shit at each other constantly. Fuck you, Snowflake! You know, shit like that. And uh, Magneto was throwing cars and shit like that, and, and Sue Storm is just like waving this shit away with her invisible force feels like that. It's epic shit, you know. And Frank like, man, fuck this, I'm walking through the portal. So he runs through the portal and runs to the other side, nothing happens. And they're like, wait, and the fighting stops, like, wait, what, what the fuck is happening? And everybody, everybody looks at Reed. And Reed's like, oh yeah, that mutant gene that you have, Franklin, I suppressed it. I did it on purpose to make you weaker, because I didn't want you as powerful as, as you've been before. So the, basically, making him weaker makes him easier to control. And everybody's looking like, damn, Reed, you're an asshole. You did this shit to your own son? You know, so they yeah. can just leave. You know, it's like, obviously you guys are going to argue. We're just going to just leave and just, just handle our own shit. So, yeah, so basically the Fantastic Four, when Reed goes back home, everybody just cusses his ass out. Like, what the fuck were you doing, man? Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that to your own son? You know, mm -hmm. uh, Franklin is pissed. He was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I can't be in this household. So Val, you know, his sister's there. She's like, yeah, let, let's go, you know. So basically they sneak on board of Kitty's ship because she's, you know, because she can't get to, to the portal. So that's one way for them to get to Kakoa. But Kitty says she's not going to Kakoa. They got called for another mission. So you're here, but you're kind of stuck on this boat to be handled what we got to do. But in the middle of the ocean, they get picked up by Dr. Doom. The end. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Dr. Doom's not going to do anything to them. You know why? Because Val is on the ship. Okay. Val is like, his 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 like favorite person where it's like his daughter. She calls him Uncle Doom. So if he sees her, he's not gonna do shit. So yeah, uh, yeah. I thought this book was awesome, man. Uh, it's the funny thing is like some I saw a, a tweet the earlier today. Like this one book of Fantastic Four has us talking more about the Fantastic Four than all the twenty issues Dan Slott just did for the last last two years. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, this is awesome. I mean. This is what we want, man. Like I said, the X-Men versus Fantastic Four, we've seen this shit before, but it was like back in the 80s when this shit happened, so they're giving it to us again. Yeah, I'm all for it, man. 4.5 out of 5. Give, it, give me more. Yeah, I loved it too. I thought it was great. It's just, you know, the, 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 the family dynamic between the Fantastic Four is in there. Mm -hmm. I loved all the conversations between the two, or between all of them, especially when Ben Grimm is like talking to Reed. He's like, dude, it's bad enough trying to defend you when you're, and then you got to pull shit like that with your kid. You know, <laughs> right. I thought that was great. <laughs> and and like, then yeah. even Reese follow up on it, he was like, "Yeah, I am the smartest man in the world, but what I really need to be is a better father." Like he he yeah. finally realized this shit. And even and Sue yeah. comes at him like, "Yeah, you your intentions were good, but you were wrong in this situation. Yeah. Like you fucked up." Yeah, and 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 that and Ben, I mean Ben's just cool in this movie or in this book. Mm -hmm. Talking to talking to Franklin, telling hey your your dad's not so bad, you know you got to give him a break, you know he's got a lot he, he has to do a lot of shit, you know but he understands that he's a kid, he's a teenager and you know 
Right. But at the same teenagers time, teenagers are, are kind of self-centered, and you know, he 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 knows he's having a difficult time, and so I I like that family dynamic was intact there, mm-hmm. you know, and what? you had the, you had the 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 the, the good old-fashioned superhero misunderstanding fight. <laughs> they, they really didn't need to fight. They could have talked this out. Yeah. But, but it's superheroes. It's comic superhero. books. You want, you want Magneto to throw cars at Invisible yeah. Woman. So Magneto like, talking all this shit. <laughs> oh, that was funny. You think you're better than us? Magneto's like, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. yeah we, we, I'm yes, we think we're better than you. <laughs> yeah. Magneto was fun. It was, was dope as hell. And yeah, I just, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, oh. you know. Oh, and another and, thing, thing brings up, a, like Ben Graham brings up a very good point with, uh, with Storm when they're having a conversation. You were like, yeah. He he's a mutant. He needs to be with us because we've already seen what happens to mutant with Genosha. They kill like millions of us, so that's why he's safe with us. He's like Ben's like no, that's like the last place you need to be because all you guys did was just make another Genosha. You just don't know it yet, you know. Like, yeah. he makes a good point, and it brings up that whole notion of segregation versus coexistence. Mm-hmm. You know, like should the mutants should the mutants be segregated, right, or should is Sue and Reed right? No, our son shouldn't have to go live in some separate, you know, private island somewhere because he's different. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? You know, that that's that's that is the question. But and, at the same time, it's that old argument. And like you said, the family dynamic in there also where the father is trying to control the son, you know. Yeah. Uh you can almost say like like I said, we've always made the the comparison with mutants are supposed to be like a, a race you know, allegory or sexuality allegory. What if a father could suppress, like, let's say, let's say Franklin was gay. You know, mm-hmm. what if Reed had the power to suppress his homosexuality? And it's like, like gay conversion, gay like conversion, conversion like that. Cause basically kind of what he's doing, like Frank, he won't let Franklin be who he wants to be. Basically, yeah. You know, like I said, it's, it's, it's levels to this shit, man. That's why I really like the story. Oh, yeah, and and of I'm course, talking about, about you, like, the, I'm damn the, about to give it a five. The god, the god particle. Was it the god power? Or the something? god power, like that. I don't. I, there must be some new shit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that there's there's some secret uh, dimension that all superpowers come from, or something. I don't. Or? I don't think it's all. I think it's just their superpower because they never. You know, they got the powers of the cosmic, cosmic yeah. storm, but they never really explained what the fuck the cosmic yeah. storm was. You know? Where where that where that cosmic power comes from? Man. Yeah, it sounded a little midi chlorian ask to me <laughs> yeah like i mean but it, it's a comic so you gotta kind of over explain this shit because that's what comics do yeah eventually somebody's gonna come along 10 years from now and no 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 this would happen this would happen you know that's that's because that's what we do you know i think yeah. at one time didn't stanley and jack kirby say like galactus gave him the powers or some shit i was about to say galactus farted and that's what happened yeah or something <laughs> who knows what what the fuck oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I i'll let you go whatever you got next um, I guess since we're on Marvel, the only other Marvel book I read was the Darth Vader number one. Why did uh, I think that was already out? Like, yeah, like it came, came out, out last week. week. Yeah. Uh, well, the Star Wars one came out last week. Oh, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, but this is the Vader, new, the new Vader series, and this is um, basically taking place during the same time as that Star Wars book, right after Empire. So. Vader's revealed his, himself to Luke as his father, and he's searching for Luke. And he, not only is he searching, he's trying to go around finding why Luke is so weak, as in why doesn't he want to turn to the dark side? Why doesn't he have hatred? Why, doesn't he, why isn't he more angry? 
you know, and because the people who raised him raised him weak. So he kind of goes around the galaxy. He goes to Tatooine, visits the Baru farm, and um, Lars, you know, sees that. He goes around and visits Padme's uh, uh, old apartment on Coruscant, you know, kind of searching for clues. And um, then he ends up on this planet with these rebels, and he finds Padme at the end. And it says to be continued. Padme is somehow. It's got to be a, a dream sequence. Who's I, I'm thinking it's a clone or something. It's not real. So right. <laughs> so that was like the big. Oh my god! This week, you know, that's why I thought that book it came out with because people were spoiling the shit out that reveal. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Is Padme alive? How blah 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 blah. I was like, either she's a clone or she's a hologram or it's something, you know. All right. So I give it a four out of five. I enjoyed it. You know, the Vader the Vader books are like the best Star Wars books out of, out of the Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that last run was was pretty awesome. What you were explaining to me. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I give it a four out of five. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> we'll do the Batman one. Batman. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I do. Batman I read that too. Okay. So we got Batman 88. This is third part of, I guess, that Tinian's run, the designer storyline or whatever. So mm-hmm. the dark what we designer. see, yeah, what we see is Catwoman digging up a grave at the beginning of the story. She's like, come on, where are you? Where are you? Then she calls Riddler out of nowhere. It was like, oh, Riddler, we have this conversation. Tell me what you know about this. Is everything's happening true? What's going on right now? Is the designer coming back? And Riddler's like, yeah, all this is coming back. Oh, you didn't tell Batman about any of this shit, did you? Like, oh, yeah, you fucked up. <laughs> when he finds out, you're going to be fucked up. Uh, and apparently what she was digging up was Joker's grave, which mm-hmm. looked like he's been there for a while. Yeah. So how that happened, we don't know. But going on past that, anyway, we're going to go to Batman is apprehending Cheshire, who got hit by a fucking truck last issue. Uh, he, he gets <laughs> She's just not. She's all right. <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll walk it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets a call from Lucifer Fox. Lucifer Fox telling him that the black box, black book, black what a black black block, black block, black black block. block. That one, yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's been basically somebody came in there, broke all the uh, bad guys that they were holding in there. They don't know who broke them out. Uh, but it looked like they might have got kidnapped instead of actually broken out because if they didn't, if they just broke out, everybody in there would be dead by now. So obviously somebody came in there and, and kidnapped them. Uh, Batman's like, give me the address, give me the whereabouts, and blah blah blah, and all stuff like that. Uh, but and oh, and I need a car. And Lucius like, oh, I got something for you. Uh, check your left pocket, uh, inside and pull out. So he pulls out this this little device or whatever like that, like a little hard drive, some shit like that. He was like, uh, go up here, take a left over there, and put that on on this car. He puts on the car, and it basically said like what it does. It takes off any device, any car. He puts that device on. It basically takes the governor off any car so he can go as fast as he wants to. And it does a hologram where it turns any car to make it look like a Batmobile. And Batman's like, wait, you want me to steal this car? He's like, no, 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 this is my car. That's what Luce says, it's my car. Uh, oh, if, if you wreck it, don't worry, I know you're good for it. I know you'll, you'll, you'll pay me back. Mm-hmm. And he throws Chester in the car, hops in Luce's car, and, and drives off. So, I'm, I'm lost. How did Batman find out where they were? Who was? Okay, the next part of the story where they're in Mr. Freeze's old warehouse hideout, that refrigerate, refrigerated place. Penguin has all the assassins tied up and shit like that. And he's basically telling them. Oh, because yeah. I, I, I think Penguin is talking to Catwoman. Like Catwoman's relaying. Catwoman's still on Batman's side. 
Is that what happened? Yeah, and Pat, hey, Pat, man, Pat, Cat, <laughs> Pat, Pat, well, Jesus Christ, you're worse than me, man. <laughs> Suffering, succotash, <laughs> black block. <laughs> <laughs> Catwoman is talking to Batman, and she is basically revealing all the information she's getting from the Riddler. The oh, Riddler, okay, the okay. Rid- Riddler knows what's going on. Riddler's been talking to Penguin. Penguin, remember, Penguin's kind of on his own, kind of saying fuck everybody and right. kind of doing his own thing while the shit's going down. So back to the refrigeration warehouse where Mr. Freeze used to put everybody shit like that. Basically like this uh, meat locker, whatever you want to call it. All this, all four assassins are tied up. Penguin basically said, I'll tell you what, the three of you guys, I'm going to double whatever they would, you would pay to come to your hand and kill these people. You get out of Gotham right now and you stay gone for at least one year. And that's it. Now Slade, you're a bigger problem, so you name your price. What do you want to do? It's like, like you you can't afford me anyway. You know why they doing that? Batman crashes through the through the meat locker, uh, hops out of the car, and Luce like you know you wrecked my car, right? He like build me, you know. And Batman just goes just wrecking shit, just beating the fuck out of these dudes like that. It's awesome. I just like some watching Batman just break people's nose and yeah. shit, you know. Because there's, there's some like no name assassins anyway. One of them's like a Green Arrow villain, but who gives a fuck? Like beat shit out of them. Uh, while he's beating the fuck out of these guys. It turns around, he 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 misplaces Deathstroke. He don't know what Deathstroke is. Deathstroke turns around, has a knife to Penguin's throat. He was like, mm-hmm. "Back out, back up, Batman! Stop kicking the shit out of my 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 guys." Uh, and you got one of you guys go get Cheshire. You got Cheshire, cool. And then he slits Penguin's throat, and Penguin just falls to the ground, and starts bleeding out. And he basically tells him, "Okay, Batman, you either chase us, or you can sit there and maybe get Penguin to a hospital or patch him up like that. Because if you don't do something with Penguin right now, he's gonna bleed out." Okay, bye. We're about to go finish our mission and finish our assassination targets, and they disappear while Penguin's bleeding. So Batman's like, I can patch up your throat. Just give me a second. Penguin's like, nah, don't worry about that shit. I'm telling you what the fuck's going on right now. So uh, the four of us made a pact some years ago. Penguin, me, Riddler, and Catwoman, uh, basically to kill you. We made a pact to take you down. Uh, some shit went down. Kill Bruce Wayne. To kill Bruce Wayne. Well, my fault. To kill Bruce Wayne. I mean, it makes me think, is he insinuating he knows who Bruce Wayne is or what? I don't know. Does Penguin know that it depends, on who, it depends on who's writing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, because you remember that, in that Bendis was... story, remember that Bendis story, he, when they meet like 50 years later, Penguin said like he always knew, he just didn't tell anybody. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But we don't but, know, you know. Yeah, of course, like, you know, Batman's got, uh, uh, what's her face, over his shoulder. And it's like, hey, Lucius. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, so yeah, so who knows? And, and plus, out of those four guys, uh, the the other three know who Batman is. So Penguin's the only one that doesn't know. Like Riddler knows, Catwoman knows, Joker knows. So Penguin may or may not know. I don't know, you know. Oh, uh, but anyway, that's that story. And then cut back to to the Catwoman. She gets she gets beat up by these grave diggers all of a sudden. You know, from from nowhere. They throw her in the grave with the Joker and start filling up, filling up the grave. Somehow Catwoman tries to break out, but the grave diggers won't let it out. Then one of the grave diggers gets smacked in the head with a huge giant mallet. And you know what it is? Harley fucking Quinn. You know, Just in gonna... time for the movie. Just in time for the movie. <laughs> yeah. And so, and Catwoman's like, what the hell are you doing here? And she's basically like, oh, this goes way deeper than you think it is. And then the book ends. So, yeah. But this is like the first time yeah. Harley's been in a, in a Batman book in years like she just didn't show up in batman books anymore 
No, she hasn't been around in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually kind of weird seeing her in a Batman book. You know, because she's been Suicide Squad and all this other shit. You know. Uh. But yeah, it's pretty cool story. Tinny is doing more of his thing where he got these weird ass gadgets and shit like. He basically in Batman and James Bond basically. So, um, yeah. I'm I'm still trying to figure out what this designer story is, but I'm pretty sure it's more gonna unfold like that. I give it a four out of five. The art is art is awesome. You know, the art I love the way you draw Batman. Great. It is so fucking sick. And, and, and that's why William I love it. March. I, I think that's, that's what his, his name is. Art? Yeah, and he, just the yeah. way he just uh like the panels with the action, the way the action flows between panels, like Batman just just gun button the guy and elbowing the guy and head button yeah. the guy. I'm just like, okay, that's fucking. Awesome. I can just watch panels of this shit all day, and I'm I'm happy. No. But even like the textures, like the the cape, the textures of the cape and the wrinkles of the clothes, like that that whole grave digging scene with mm-hmm. it's raining and shit, and you know the Joker's grave and his coffin, the ruffles of the coffin. It's, it's art is sick. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what's selling the that, book. That's that's the selling point to me right now. The artist yeah. story, but still, and 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 uh, and the story. It's just like you know, Tinian's just writing a action packed blockbuster right but i do i do feel like this that the more the story is going on the more i'm, I'm interested in seeing where this mystery is going i want to know who the designer is i want to know what the yeah. fuck harley quinn is doing here you know besides yeah, this tie-in for the movie yeah because you know? the fight scene the action scenes was were, were great you know it was all like you said those those panels of just how they're trading blows you know and, and, I, and i love it when artists do that yeah. when they just like no talking it's just panel yeah. of just action and flow. Yeah. Like Jim Lee is a god of this shit. That's why the X Men yeah. were so popular back in the nineties, and that's what is going on with this book. Like the action is just flowing. You can you can see the panel, and you can see the action in your head just unfolding, like a kung fu movie. Yeah, yeah. Like every every panel is like a different blow, a different strike, a different like punch. It's, it's yeah. easy to follow. Yeah. You you can like, see. Yeah, each shot is a is a different strike. It's, mm-hmm. it's cool, yeah. So it, it just it's no, just they're just letting this guy let loose. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's all I got. All right. Um, what else? Oh, I guess I'll do the Joker Harley Criminal Sanity number three. The no, black label. That, but then I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, this one slowed down for me. Um, kind of went into flashbacks about the Joker and his in his childhood and all that shit. Um. It so it was kind of a filler, filler issue. I mean, at the end they find another victim. I remember this Joker is the, the, in this in this story arc, this Elseworld story. Harley is a like a serial killer profile working with the Gotham PD, and she's tracking down a serial killer known as the Joker. So um, it's its own story. It's not in continuity. So, but this Joker serial killer, he's killing, um, his victims are making them look like famous art sculptures, like the Leonardo da Vinci, the, the, what's it called? The naked man, uh, drawing. There's like the Venus de Milo, um. No, the chick with the missing arms. Missing arms. That one. Yeah. They found a victim like that at the end of this book. So that was like the big twist was at the end. So this book was kind of a filler, a filler issue until the very end when the new victim was revealed they find a new victim so um yeah uh i'm i'm i don't know man i heard that this is nine issues so I, well, how is it nine? <laughs> most black level books are like three three and out yeah so i i mean i was really into the first two issues now i'm finding out like this is going to be a nine issue arc i'm like damn man 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the art is still cool. I like the dark tones of it. I mean, this is a, a straight up adult oriented serial killer, hard boiled detective story, but like nine issues, man, at, you know, at, at six bucks. I don't know, man. I, I <laughs> don't know. It's I, kind I of could... an investment, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and especially after this one, it just felt like, like this was just filler. Like, let's get to it. You know, you know, you know, so I don't know. I give it a three out of five. Okay. I guess. Uh, uh, next, well, last book I have is immortal Hulk. Great power. Yeah, I almost got this, and then I was I'm like, like, "How am I? You, Eli, you're supposed to be your wheelhouse. I don't know anything about this." <laughs> I was like, "And eh, nah, I, Fuck I, you, Marvel. Well, I, uh, you almost got me, Marvel. You almost got me." Because <laughs> it feels like that Infinity Warp shit, where they was like combining heroes and just doing it. like that's what this feels like. Yeah. Basically, this is yeah. on the cover. It's Spider Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not gonna go into too much detail about this. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Loki. Takes the power out of Hulk because he think he thinks he's a good guy now, but he accidentally the power goes to Spider Man. So Spider Man's a Hulk. Uh, they put him to it. Basically, the Fantastic Four show up to try to fix the situation. What they do is that they rebuild the gamma bomb that gave Hulk his powers to begin with. But it's like a mini one, just because you know, when Mortal Hulk has powers to, like drain gamma gamma people now. Yeah, yeah. So they give him that. just enough gamma power to turn him into like a, a a mini Hulk. So he's just he's just Green Banner, just shredded. That's all. But he fights right. Spider Hulk, drains his power. He becomes Hulk again. Hulk says, "Peter Parker, I remember you. Even though I know you made Mephisto erase everybody's memory, even better than you are, I remember you. If I meet you again, we'll be cool. I remember that, so I won't kick your ass." Bye. Right. That's the story. Really? That's it. It's one shot. Nobody, That's nobody, it. nobody fought nobody or nothing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider, Spider Man, Spider Hulk fights the thing, and at the so end, Sp- so Spider Hulk can he shoot webs? Yeah. Well, you know okay. the webs are mechanic, so so he still swings. Okay, I suppose, yeah. He's swinging, but he's swinging I'm through sw- buildings. I'm like, why does he need to swing since he's the Hulk and he can just jump? He can. So, but he's swinging, but he's swinging through buildings. So, okay. Yeah, oh, um, I guess. Yeah, and, and here's the thing: this was I, I thought this was gonna be like a like a like deceased like a miniseries because it was Tom Taylor. So like, oh, uh, Tom Taylor's gonna go go nuts with this book because that's what he does with this. It was just, yeah, it's a one shot story that one and done. Uh, apparently, that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna just have like different art, uh, different writers do one shot stories with with Immortal Hulk. They got another one coming, I think, in April or May or some shit like that. That's just what they're gonna do. This this okay. one shot. They're gonna do another one shot with something, and so they're gonna fuck up the immortal halls. <laughs> Basically, that's what happens when you become successful. <laughs> Damn you, Al Ewing. So, uh, three out of five. I was disappointed, man. I, the reason I bought the story not because of Spider Hulk. I'm like, ooh, Spider Man Hulk. No, I bought it because of Tom Taylor. I'm like okay, Tom yeah. Taylor has not let me down yet. I'm just like, this was, this was a waste of time. It was. I I couldn't just pass by this shit all together. Oh, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, that's all I got. Oh, wait. So. I thought you, you you usually had more shit than me. No, well, I, we read a lot of all the same shit. Oh, almost. Wait. Oh, guess so. So we <laughs> kind of I read Fantastic out. Four and you read Batman. And, so. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that was quick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. If you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Definitely listen to our sister podcast, Geeks Ave. Oh, and our other sister podcast, Comic Cast. They, they got insulted when I didn't. Oh, did they? Yeah. Aww. So they're our sister podcast also. Uh 
Geeks and what I said, Geeks app. What's the other one? Uh, this is Geeks and Comics. Yeah, they just dropped a new episode. They right? just dropped a new episode like about 30 minutes before we started recording. So I'm here with that sounds like. Oh, Get Valiant. Okay, I've actually li- I listened to Geeks Valiant last podcast. Get Valiant last podcast. And the Hoodoo guys are on the, the Get Valiant podcast now. So it's like all of them now. Oh, so they joined forces. Yeah, they joined forces. They're the Avengers of. Yeah. Oh, what, what's the Valiant the ripoff version of them? Or whatever. The Right. That's what they are. Okay. Uh, Instruments of Destruction. Uh, no more get no more uh talking balls. Maybe wrestling council, I think, but I don't know what they're doing with that. And yeah, like I said, buy our merch. We're gonna start promoting this shit more. We go from there. Uh, Eli's got some new shit coming in. He's gonna model that for you too. You know, mm-hmm. uh, to all our female listeners. So, <laughs> <laughs> and next week we'll come with some other shit. Oh yeah, happy Valentine's Day. If we don't get a chance to talk to you guys, hopefully everything goes well for you. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we'll talk to you next time. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. Mm, I ain't tryna. I ain't tryna. I ain't tryna. Yeah, ain't tryna be cool like you. Wobbling around in your high heel shoes. I'm clumsy. Made friends with the floor. Two for one, you know a bitch by four. And two left feet, you know I always drop. First thing a girl did was a bop. And the whole damn cake and the cherry on top. Shook up the bottom in a good girl pop. You ain't even here to party. Ken in the club tryna pipe a Barbie. I don't wanna go, go, go with the flow back then until I touch my toes. I don't wanna roll, roll, roll the boat. Wrist full of rocks and I hope I float. Big up yourself cause you know they don't. I chew, chew, chew cause they hope I show. I'm a bitch, I'm a boss. I'm a bitch and I boss and I shine like glass. I'm a bitch, I'm a boss. I'm a bitch and I boss and I shine like glass. I'm a bitch, I'm a boss. I'm a bitch and I boss and I shine like glass. I'm a bitch, I'm a boss. I'm a bitch and I'm awesome, I'm shining Say, bitch, I'm the asshole, you been the before. I've been the stallion, you've been the seahorse Don't need a report, don't need a press run All of my bad picks been all my best ones I wear the hat and I wear the pants I am advanced, so I get advanced And I do my dance and cancel the plans And we don't be mad, cause you had a chance Yeah, say I took it and I ran for it I run it and I stand on it Money on the floor when we dance on it Shine bright when I put a tan on it Say I took it and I ran for it I run it and I stand on it Money on the floor when we dance on it Shine bright when I put a tan on it I'm a boss, I'm a bitch and I boss and I shine like glass, I'm a bitch, I'm a boss, I'm a bitch and I boss and I shine like glass, I'm a bitch, I'm a boss, I'm a bitch and I boss and I shine like glass, I'm a bitch, I'm a boss, I'm a bitch and I boss and I shine like glass.